Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Monster Dear Monster, a podcast where we explore monsters from their humble folkloric beginnings to their modern-day incarnations. I'm Leonard, by the way, and today I am (laughs) joined by my two co-hosts, Dave. How's it going? And uh, returning from his uh, sojourn of moving and other excitements, Cameron. Hi, everyone. I'm back again. (laughs) How's everyone doing today? Cameron, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh... Getting through it is the best way to put it. Uh, work's been crazy busy. I've been a little sick. I'm obviously still at the tail end of moving house. So, uh, yeah, get, getting there. Getting through it. <laughs> Good to hear. And Dave, how are you doing? I think about the same. It's it's getting hot. It's summer's arriving, and it's not welcome, mm. but it's here, and we can't do anything about <laughs> it. We've all... I don't think we picked them. The places we are are they get hot. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like great. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how I'm doing. It's just hot. <laughs> um well, yes, it is hot and is only going to get hotter. Uh stay cool, Dave and Cameron. Mm. Uh, I will because I live <laughs> in a weird little corner that gets uh, nearly no light uh, and is perpetually cold uh, somehow <laughs> in California. Uh, just the way that I like it, uh, I have been doing just fine. So it is a little sad to hear about the trials and tribulations for for the two of you. Um, but I am okay. good. Yes. <laughs> Uh, And uh, today, on today's episode, we are finishing our coverage of Convulsive by uh, Joe Co. Did we ever, did we ever figure out? I didn't get a confirmation on that. I meant to. (laughs) I imagine it's Co or Co. Well, Joe, correct us. (laughs) Probably yeah, cool is, is what I would <laughs> say. You just, yeah. Joe, Joe wrote this. <laughs> yeah, Joe wrote Yes. <laughs> uh, and we are going to be uh, talking about three tales from this collection uh, to cap it off. Uh, the uh, first being How to Fillet Angels. The second being, I should really have written this down so (laughs) I know this better, The Buried King. And finally, Mm -hmm. Mr. Bones Puzzle Candy. Um, I'm sure you, I'm sure uh, Eagle Ear listeners can probably guess who's going to be covering that last story. Uh, (laughs) But uh, Dave, can you tell us uh, how to fillet angels? Uh, no. <laughs> I can tell you about this story, though. I, w- I will say that listening to, not listening to, uh, reading this book and mm. perusing the table of contents before I dug into the stories, uh, I was immediately reminded of the industrial noise band, uh, Coil, that they, they've mm. been around since like the mid 1980s uh and they have a um, particular it's an album with an ap with three tracks on it um and one of those is how to destroy angels and um i ended up listening to that and a few other coil uh tracks as i was reading this book because they fit thematically but Mm. yeah how to fillet angels this this short tale is about a um, uh, an artist, uh, Steve, who has uh, <laughs> moved into uh, an upstairs studio, an actual studio apartment above a gallery, uh, and is working on a piece uh, that will be be going. It's not a show. What is it called? A gallery presentation 
whatever it's oh, called. Oh, like gallery opening? Yeah, it's an opening for an, an art installation. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the words. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> the, the, the character is dealing with the troubles of trying to get not really getting over an art block, but getting out uh, what they want onto the, the the wall, which is their canvas, mm. and they're in they're in they happen to be in the uh, the studio apartment of their favorite, like well known uh, artist that um, has who is uh, away dealing with uh art like a block Mm. and the tale unravels over the course of the time i believe two weeks or so before the show and just it's a (coughs) visceral look at when mm. someone's putting like everything they have onto whatever you know whatever their work is and is sort of in such a has to put themselves in such a state that they're like they're starved for from everything else like they intentionally kind of cut off the outside world to focus specifically on you know whatever this one task is and that includes like not really sleep they're in a fugue state like not really sleeping mm-hmm. a whole lot not really eating just focused on this task um and and trying to get it done in a a, a limit you know a window of time and as that window shrinks uh the the reality of the situation sort of begins to warp and the piece that they've been working on starts to show strange uh, imperfections that they don't recall having put on the piece uh, even though mm-hmm. it looks like mm-hmm. very intricate and very detailed um and reminiscent perhaps of uh their their idol's work and mm-hmm. then the things that are that should otherwise be hallucinations from sleep deprivation and just malnourishment um, start to manifest themselves in a way that's uh, questionable uh, to the, the reader and have to sort of understand that there's something that's happening to Steve, the artist. Mm. I guess an example of that would be a a little trolley comes out of a a, a cartoonish mouse hole that's been painted on the the bottom uh, of the uh, the wall, <laughs> and the the little the little cart has a strapped down uh, beating miniature heart on it that mm-hmm. uh, the the artist then consumes in their state. <laughs> and starts also eating uh strange animals that they found in the the fridge that already was like <laughs> not it was kind of molding and not really cleaned up because it, it, it it's a fridge that had held uh um the gallery like function mm. uh, hors d'oeuvres so there's just like yeah. there's not food there there's just like molding remains of hors d'oeuvres from like the last yeah. show Mm. So it, it it is sort of starts spiraling from there um, into I wouldn't even know <laughs> what to call it. Uh, uh, it's not a breakdown. They're in a questionable state to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just unraveling. Mm. And things yeah. that would otherwise be hallucinations are just being taken as like fact like it's happening mm. <coughs> yeah did either of you do read this one so every uh, uh listeners we kind of <laughs> we picked our own tales and then 
are just kind of going through them uh, as we did with the the previous episode. I I did read all of the the, the entire collection, but um that is <coughs> because of the the depth and the complicated <coughs> fuzzy nature um of these of these these stories uh remembering like the very little tidbits from every single one is difficult at best. <laughs> yes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's the, the long and short of it is the, the artist has a, a, a breakdown, but also like an awakening into mm. their true, like their true nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. They are, um, it's a it's a transgender artist, and mm. they had left their old self behind, and are trying to not only discover like what their art is, but then who they are, uh, and who they are going to be. Like there's a a, a sense of um, there's a, a transformations occurring, and I would say it it's uh. Cronenbergian because a lot of the stuff it's mm. it's it's body horror in a way that uh it's 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 a literal taking taking literally uh body transformations and sort of if you're exploring your inner self uh you're mm. doing it piecemeal like piece by piece and yeah. that uh, as we saw in um that did we cover the um yeah we did the uh, anatomical jesus yeah yeah so <laughs> that that's a that's a, a prime example where um the the body parts are not that they're interchangeable uh which could be the case too but they're they're removable and malleable and everything you are you're not just the sum of your parts, mm. but you can be remade from those parts into something else. Yeah. 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 I think that's where, that's where this story um, sort of sits because the, mm. the, uh, the artist that, own, that, that runs the studio or that is, the, 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 uh, takes, that is the one that's gone <laughs> have gone on uh, the, having their their sabbatical their block. yeah um <coughs> like reappears but in a way that is mm, it feels uh this story feels kind of like um, in not in the mouth of madness, uh, well, a, a little bit like in the mouth mm. of madness, but if you mashed it with um, Lord of Illusions, which we, oh, okay. as a matter of oh, fact, right. we did <laughs> on a previous did. podcast, <laughs> uh, but the the antagonist of Lord of Illusions, <coughs> who whose name escapes me, uh, is a a a magician. Like a, mm. uh, he practices the black arts in order to, uh, what was he doing, Leonard? He was trying to like he was take over the world. He, he was trying to take over the world by like uh, peeling back the veil of how humans see one another, as mm. opposed to seeing them as like you know human beings. They're just masses of flesh. Uh. Mm. uh doomed to rot until death and dissolution and it's 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 peeling that that the, the total reality and mm. and the destruction of the mind and self that way through the the sorceress arts yeah yeah so uh here is a quote uh 
Half a day already wasted, Steve gulped down enough tap water from the small service bar below the loft to quiet his gut. He selected a wide-edged brush from the glorious array he'd bought in the insouciance account and mixed a Venetian red wash for the first layer of roughing in. The cold undertones of the pigment suggested scarlet blood on the plate of a delectable steak, pomegranate sauce on crispy duck, or a charred burger staining a fresh white bun with flavorful pink juice after the first bite. Steve salivated. That was fine. He'd stay hungry. Like Martinique said of his hero Sorelna, he was on a crusade to devour the world. So Sorelna's the um, the, the artist, the main artist that owned, that lives yeah. in the studio normally. Uh but that that like, pedestal um, that Sorelna is on, uh, it, it reminds me of the the antagonist in um, Lord of Illusions. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So his his art is never described, but it it's that sort of something visceral that's maybe abhorrent to the world, like anathema mm. to existence. Uh, and that's what Steve is trying to like replicate. Uh, yeah. But uh, Serena appears and is um, he's he's an an older figure. I don't. It's it's the description honestly i just all i'm imagining is like a slightly aged trent reznor <laughs> like the, from, from the description uh yeah i'm like so, okay so, so current day trent yeah current day trent reznor yeah <laughs> yeah, I, yeah the mom know, i i'm still stuck in the 90s sorry <laughs> it's yep. it's yeah. it's still 1998 um yeah and uh ends up like dismembering well steve dismembers himself yes he he vomits Mm. up all of his bones yep and what's left is like the 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 viscera and the like bag of skin and serena takes that and molds it into a shape of a heart that he's missing and consumes it to fill the void in his chest. So there's a lot going on with that. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just by itself. um, Because Mm. Steve, as this is being done, Steve is questioning like, um, uh, you know, what, who am I meant to be? What sort of man am I supposed to be? And that, the Serena's answer really is just folding Steve into himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a, um, a also younger girl, um, briefly introduced in the beginning that had dropped off, uh, art supplies to Steve and mm-hmm. it was invited to the installation, like when it um, opened up. And so, when the installation does open, uh, she shows up and, you know, doesn't see Steve. Everyone's playing it off. Like Steve just did the, uh, vanishing artist bit. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, now the, the everything's even more interesting and mysterious. Cause the artist she didn't, isn't even here. Like, right. Maybe he's, maybe he's dead. We don't know. So come and look at this painting. Um, and the the girl ends up uh hooking up with Serena instead uh because she was the last person to see Steve and now she's sort of being blackmailed to like hey we don't want we wouldn't want to pin the murder and disappearance on you because you're the last person to have seen the artist uh <laughs> and so she's hooking up with Serena but in doing so it's like it's releasing the spirit of Steve uh within Serena's chest like it's it's resur- like a resurgence of a weird demonic face inside of Serena mm. it's there's a lot going on with that um <laughs> yeah, yeah so <laughs> 
<laughs> Go ahead. There's a there's a there's also an uh, undercurrent of like the commodifus um uh commoda uh uh um the commoda man I cannot pronounce this word word um the 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 art uh market in general Sorella yeah. you know he disappears he's a famous artist and when he reappears he uh, uh instead of 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 like harboring and 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 nurturing Steve's talent he deconstructs him and and uses him to his own ends in order to uh facilitate the the gallery opening and and also take something that he puts in of himself which is um rampant in the art market as I, uh, <laughs> anybody that follows those markets are are well aware or have any idea of the these markets from like the 80s through the 90s uh so there's that that bit of commentary which i find uh interesting as uh this ending is is like a this very visceral way of of um uh creating an analogy to to that that real thing yeah for, for sure and there's also the aspect in rela relating to art in particular to where uh when when people are people when artists are putting their product the thing the, the thing they've created um on display or when they're working on things uh a lot of times it may it may start out to be like a personal thing but if you're trying to do that as a living and not be a starving artist, you don't get to really create the stuff you want. You have right. to, you do the stuff you have to do to get paid. Yes. <clears throat> so the, the, yeah. the fact that Steve's not even able to do that much. Right. Like, mm. like trying his best to put himself on display and is only like co-opted instead. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. It, it stinks. I, I know that firsthand. Um, well, not firsthand. I, I, mm. I still have all my bones, but, um, <laughs> you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to break into an industry that is, is in the creative field, the artistic field and knowing that there, uh, that inevitably I will have to take on work that is necessary to, uh, continue living, uh, is mm. never, <laughs> <laughs> is never a, a, a fun prospect, but there's there's a, a certain aspect of ego death that needs to be applied when when one pursues that because uh, staying alive uh, ensures that I do still have the opportunity to create my own personal art when when I want to and have the chance. Yeah. Excellent. Well, well said, Leonard. That that sums. <laughs> parts of that up uh, better than uh, I would have been able to so that's that's why <laughs> we're the intrepid trio <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's how to fillet <laughs> angels um yeah you right up the middle and one wing at a time like take <laughs> take the pluck pluck out the bones i yep sure I'm I'm actually now kind of envisioning um I what is it is it that uh Nirvana album cover oh the, from in is it from in utero I think it is from uh from in utero but yeah that's mm. that's kind of what I'm I'm thinking of for a second <laughs> I'm also think kind of thinking of like the the bisected um, beef carcass from um closer bringing it back to Trent Reznor <laughs> <laughs> all oh, probably dear. very apropos <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah so that's that's that was the one I picked uh, oh, Ca right. Cameron uh, yeah un unbury well, the king 
Yeah, on to me. So, um, yeah, I read The Buried King. Um, and I've got to say, because I wasn't here for the last Joko episode, um, this this person has a writing style. And it took me took me a fair few goes to really dig into this one, um, which I, I appreciate, honestly. Um, I, I was an avid reader, I should say. I don't read as much lately over the last few years because, you know, adult life. Uh, but I always found reading very easy, so I sometimes just read things quickly and left them behind, and this is difficult to pass and hard to digest, and that means I actually spent some time reading through it and, you know, thinking about the meaning of the piece and everything. Um, this is, as far as I can tell, there's the big asterisk there. Um, again, Joe, feel free to correct us on any of our takes if you've got a, got a particular interpretation you prefer of any of your works. Um, as far as I can tell, this is more or less the tale of a of a, a vagrant, um, you know, a, a person adrift from society who is a serial killer, who uh, murders young boys, dismembers them, and then builds uh, like flotsam caskets and floats them out into the bay to be reborn. Um, whether or not that's in, you know, serves to some deeper power, or if this is more their. Uh, frenzied take on reality is left sort of up up to the reader I would imagine um but this this is the tale of Hector Dionysus um and yeah uh he um Josh would say uses um really flowery language in this one this this one is almost all descriptive and allegorical and you know sort of like symbolic uh, rather than straight out, like, uh, I, I, would, I would kill to have a line as simple as, you know, Steve picked up the paintbrush and chose a color of paint that reminded him of food. Uh, <laughs> like from <laughs> How to Fillet Angels. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, yeah and you, is... <laughs> you get a tonal vision splits Hector's decision-making yeah. process. Howling in Latin, delirious in the act, for many languages had been born and died within his breast. Hector Dionysus hooks the angel boy's lips like threading bait. Yeah, that yeah. is <laughs> that is about as clear as this one gets. Um, but yeah, this is this sort of dwells particularly on this one scene of Hector murdering a young boy who is also hanging out you know, underneath the bridge, back behind a sandbar where Hector fishes uh, during the day, and a young boy who's obviously also in pretty dire straits, appears to be, you know, like, homeless and uncared for, comes up to him, and in a split-second decision, yeah, Hector literally hooks him with a fish hook and then potentially also assaults him before murdering him, um, if the one bit of potentially clear text near the end is to be believed. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, but it is really, the, the, the meaning in this one, I think is linked a lot to Orphism, uh, which is an old Greek religion, uh, funnily enough, not actually heavily related to Orpheus, apart from him perhaps being the first one to put the original tales down, uh, but actually to do with the god Dionysus. Uh, so I, I did a bit of digging in this. Um, Orphism is sort of uh, predicated on the the original tales where Dionysus, you know, is like tortured and dismembered by the Titans in Greek mythology. Uh, and then, you know, his body is eventually like torn to pieces and then burned. And from the ashes, uh, new humans rise up and are reborn. And this appears to be this... Hector Dionysus's motivation for their their killing is you know they're they're already having trouble seeing realities you know one moment it's a young boy the next moment it's it's actually a fish it's just a fish so you know skin it cut it up you know that's what you do with a fish um but then when he sort of has these moments of lucidity he's putting the body back together he's making a casket and floating it out sort of um, with the express purpose of hoping that it will be reborn and remade, uh, but in in quite Orphic style. Um, at the end of the, end of the tale, uh, Hector himself is swallowed by something from the sea, only to be spit out, reborn and remade anew, and sort of rejected from 
closure in this case, I would say, of not having to do this anymore. Um, yeah, uh, it is, like I said, really difficult to pass on an, on an initial, on an, on an initial read. Um, but that, you know, forces you to dig in and try to understand what is being said and <laughs> get the gist of what's going on, um, basically. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, there's, you know, there's there's meaning here, there's mentions of Maynard's, um, specifically, again, giving the information, you know, he's not just killing these people, like a Maynard, uh, a, a female follower of Dionysus would, he literally dismembers people, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's one you have to read for yourself to get a feel for, and, you know, it, there's lots of other short stories included with this one, so it's probably worth it to read it if you're interested at all. Hopefully, if you're listening, you are. Um, but um, it's hard to get across just talking about it, exactly how this little short tale reads. Um, it is really, really interesting, and there are still bits where I'm not quite sure what's being said there, so I've got to probably read it a few more times. Uh, while having Google open on a tablet to just <laughs> double check what's going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like it. I think I'm, I might have picked the picked the hard sell on jumping into just one story to read. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and, and this this one. Uh, so my take on this is pretty much it's pretty much the same uh however the opening line mm. is am i doing this it's dionysus um questioning him his himself in his methodology mm. so all of the previous like he's trying to rep or not replicate but he's trying to enact this ritual and mm. it's just mm. not worked every time until perhaps this time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah, actually that's really a good a good take. It's a good and the, think the, about it. Yeah. The other <laughs> the other bit is the the italicized text where that where it was clear mm. on what's happening outside of um Hector's mm. vision. Right. Yeah. Uh, it is where it's it's saying, you know, he, here's where no one knew the boy went missing and here's where the system failed. It's it's a very like oblique uh critique on what led to these these two being in this situation in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I don't have anything further on that one uh, other than um <laughs> Hector talks about uh his his mother eating um specific butterflies and how yes. that's may have been like the starting point of his ending up where he is. Mm, yeah. Yeah, like she, the, the hallucinogenic nature of the of the poison. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, yeah. It's, this is a difficult pa- character to like understand where they're at, and that's probably the biggest clue as to why their perception is like this. Uh, right. Unless we're ascribing to like the Eldritch Deep Sea Curse, and this is actually Dionysus reenacting his own tortures on people in an attempt to you know bring new life into the world or whatever. That that might be a bit far fetched. Um. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, there's a, there's a lot going on. Uh- <laughs> yeah, the, the, once again, uh, listeners, uh, the the if 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 anything's caught your attention from these these mm. two episodes was regarding this collection of stories, we, you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't pick it up and and give oh, it a yeah. read. They are uh, once again extremely well written and and uh, you know short but dense 
it's it's mm. it's it's really um it's really a a a, a testament to Joe's wordsmithing. Um, mm. All of these Absolutely. tales. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Leonard. Ah, yes. <laughs> we we are we've arrived to your your pick. <laughs> the uh the story that i picked be based purely on its name because i am because i am a 40 year old child that loves names <laughs> like mr bones puzzle candy yeah exactly <laughs> uh okay uh i'm going to try to give a uh, brief description based on <laughs> what i interpreted <laughs> from from this tale Mm -hmm. Uh, it is the story of an unnamed wife, um, uh, in a marriage that she, uh, no longer, uh, the flame no longer burns. Uh, there is a funeral taking place for a relative of her husband's, I believe, like grandmother. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, she decides to have an affair, uh, a, a tryst, uh, with mm. a uh the the uh funeral parlors undertaker uh who is um either a, a candy skeleton or an actual human being that she devours it is a uh, very unclear um but it seems the story itself seems to be mostly a meditation on the the regrets of of the change of life um uh, growing older, her husband's uh, uh, getting fatter, uh, and she doesn't mm -hmm. particularly care for that. She likes uh, uh, thin, wispy uh, bones, which are always compared, like compared in the story to sugar candy. Uh, it's mm -hmm. uh, very unclear. <laughs> what exactly is is going on because uh there's an aspect that that really does seem like she just ate a a man in 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 this funeral parlor while uh having this tryst uh and then there's an aspect of i i don't i don't even know maybe she just had the 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 tryst it's mm. uh uh unclear but it is it is uh, uh, well written and and delightful. One of the lines I I like is uh, let's see. She had a sweet tooth, preferred buzz over bulk. The sting of spun sugar, hummingbird bones full of air. The undertaker's bones hummed to her. Uh, it's <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, guys. What do you think? What do you think is going on in this story? Because, uh, you know, the the desire for the affair, uh, the is is clear. But did 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 this did this woman eat eat a man during a funeral? <laughs> I I think Maybe? I think this is a case where that didn't happen. <laughs> It feels like <laughs> I say that because the um the under the undertaker uh is like offering himself. Yes. So it, it didn't feel like I mean, yes in a in a sexual way, but it didn't feel like that particular part where she just starts nomming on his sugar bones uh was actually happening. Mm -hmm. I felt that in this instance, that's euphemistically used. Uh, mm. But she did have an, like, she had a tryst in the coat closet. Yes. And that part. <laughs> during a funeral. <laughs> during a funeral. So that to me is more. Uh, it's 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 just as poignant as if she had. That's real weird to think of. Um, that if she had <laughs> consumed a man, uh, bones and all, or at least his bones. Um. Mm. So regardless of whether she ate the dude, or just had sex with him, uh, the intent is mm. the same. 
Yes. Like it, it's still that uh, hunger, that that hunger, but and that and that break from her uh, life as it was, like that unsatisfied mm. life. She's she's sating uh, a need that's not being fulfilled. Right. You yeah. know, re- regardless of whether that's actually like in her the pit of her stomach or elsewhere. Um, and it, it, I, to me, that's sort of evidenced when she, she sleeps with her husband before the funeral and, uh, it's, it's speaking, she, she's upset with like his, he's changed his diet. He's eating, he's frying stuff up in grease and, um, uh, it, it's the lines are like when when they're sleeping together that um, he he covers her in grease and like I don't that's more a um, a sensation like a right a, a, a mental construct I think in that case so taking it that way then I want to overlap the um, the tryst in the closet with that same sensation like that. Mm-hmm. that visceral mental image is just it's in her head and it's getting her the thing that she's wanting right like that's that's what she's spun it as to maybe to help justify it to herself yeah 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 <laughs> um yes i believe the the line of uh, uh, the line that you were uh thinking of is the night before the service her husband slathered her in grease an engine of meat bloated with unspoken grief yeah and i like in that case i don't think he literally did that but right he's yes. he's all up in her business and she's just not digging his new who, diet who, regimen anymore. Him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's just now a sack of grease. <laughs> because you, yeah. are, you are what you eat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, the, uh, the, I think this is, might be like one of the shortest in, in, in the, in the collection. I think it's literally mm. like three pages. Uh, but once again, still evocative. I've I've I read it like twenty times, and I'm like, I I still did she did she eat did she eat him <laughs> like actually <laughs> eat him? Uh, oh, it's 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 good. I like this one. Uh, not what I was expecting from Mister Bones Puzzle Candy uh, <laughs> with a tile like that. A weird meditation <laughs> on desire and and disappointment and the need to be with somebody that you want to be with though in one of the most cr- crass <laughs> of circumstances that you could uh want to fulfill that need with uh, mm. need in uh, like once again this is a during I, a funeral. I mean yeah well uh sex and death two sides of the same coin, same coin. <laughs> yep yeah and, and i guess this is, and i guess with this story the coin lands right on its edge yeah um again like I just really want to fall back on Cronenberg because that's just the vibes that <laughs> this particular yes. collection gives mm. off. Uh, I would put this particular story alongside um, uh, Crash. Mm. Yeah, 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 and just that, just that conflating of desire with um, with with death, or in in Crash's case, is like the near death experience like that rush the that so that it's not a one to one but um it, it sits in that camp i think pretty comfortably yeah i mm. i i would agree with that that assessment and we'll just now forever imagine this undertaker's his 
Mr. Mr. Candy Bones is um, uh, <laughs> James Spader. So there's that yeah. image now. Yeah. So You're that welcome. would mean that James Spader's teeth are filled with uh, <laughs> uh, cherry cherry syrup. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as, as I'm sure they are. Um, yeah, that's Mr. Bones' puzzle candy. It's like once again, it's the shortest, <laughs> definitely mm. the shortest of the ones that we covered today, and you know the. Per- Perhaps uh, not nearly as nebul- nebulous as as the the buried king, but still a, <laughs> a, a, a difficult one to parse from three pages of excellently written uh, text. Yeah, um, yeah, this is a great collection. You should you should read it. You should read it mm, if you are absolutely. at all in, inclined and a reader. Um, Mm. <laughs> the reader, yes. <laughs> if, if you have eyes, get them on this book. Feast, feast those peepers. Uh, yeah, and uh, if you, I tried to announce these like slightly ahead of time, a day ahead mm. of time uh, to yeah. give people the chance to read this few short tales. Uh, if you have a different take on these three or any of the ones in this collection that we covered. So that's six. Did we do? No. Yeah. Did we do three? That's five. Five. Oh, we did. We did. I think we did. Yeah. So if you have a different take on any of these, like l- let us have it because there's so, there's so much room. There's room for multitudes uh, here. Mm. <laughs> Yes, uh, we like yeah. hearing hearing what your interpretations of the subjects that we cover are, especially when they're uh, uh, couched in in nebulous allegory and 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 the like. <laughs> it's uh, it's always fun to know what others how others interpret um, uh, the works that we cover. Mm. So, is 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 that it, gentlemen? Do we have any any other final closing thoughts? Just uh, everyone out there, <laughs> buy and read uh, more of Joe's work. It's it's fantastic yes. stuff. Uh, the previous collection is um, a wingspan of severed hands, and is just as visceral uh as this (laughs) as this collection (laughs) all right well with that said it's time for um well not everyone's favorite part but definitely part of the podcast and that would be (laughs) admin uh dave where can people find you on the internet you can find me on twitter at sentinot underscore plus uh, I retweet stuff. Sometimes I draw again <laughs> a little bit. I'm I'm getting back in the habit, so uh, you can expect more art if that's your thing. Um, I don't know. I don't put quite as much of myself into it, so <laughs> I'm probably safe <laughs> from being having all my bones sucked out. I, I was, I was, I thought that you were going to tell us that what, since you were getting back into the habit, that you were in fact going to uh, start uh, teaching nuns to sing. A second <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. No, not, not, I, I can't uh, back up that act. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Cameron, where can people yeah. find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well, at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, come for very cute photos of my cat. She was being very sweet the last few days, so there are lots of photos of her up there. Uh, and over the next week, come for uh, Australian election information, because that's happening next weekend. Uh, and I'm sure I'll have plenty to say about it, no matter what the outcome is. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so if you want right. to hear that, go for it. <laughs> yeah, we we understand. Yes. Uh, yeah. More yeah. more than we would care to, to be perfectly honest. At least speaking for oh, myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. 
Anyway, speaking for yourself, Leonard. Oh, where you yes. At? Where can you find me on the internet? <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Faust is dead. I actually uh, uh, made something new. I, I'm shocked as well. Uh, uh, mm. Just a just a quick channel update, but you know something good to get that those old editing fingers uh, uh, still firmly attached to my hands uh, back to work. Uh, and you can also find uh, my filmmaking Twitter account, uh, which is my business account at uh, Umbranox Productions. Uh, there has been no update. Well, no, I posted a photo. I posted a an unsettling photo of myself that I'm very proud of recently. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, and you can also find my actual video work on YouTube at Dr. Faust is Dead and also by searching num uh, Numbra. I, oh, I did say Numbra. Umbra Knox Productions on YouTube. <laughs> And I do believe that with that, we are going to bring this episode to a close. Uh, oh, wait, no, Dave, uh, emails, emails uh, for, for the podcast. And oh, emails. <laughs> um, yeah, our emails. No, not uh, actual emails, but uh, yeah, you know, know. the email address. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was <laughs> pulling from my the cobwebs of my mind. Um, yeah, if you, you can send us DMs, our DMs are open on Twitter, and that's at mon underscore dmonster. You can send us actual emails if that's your thing at um <laughs> monster dear monster at gmail.com uh and i believe the comment sections are open through discus or something on um our main website of monster deer dot monster beautiful uh, and with that, we bring this episode to a close. Thank you once again, listeners, for joining us for an episode of Monster Dear Monster. Uh, ooh, is uh, are we uh, returning to the lands between next week for more Elden Ring coverage? Uh, yes, I believe we will be back <laughs> next week with Elden Ring. Um, I'm probably like volcano manor okay area uh i mean i've mount, got i've mount, got mount gelm gelmir gelmir yeah 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 that place i think is where we'll be heading next all right uh well with Thank that you. to look forward to uh let us bid you dear listeners adieu goodbye bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.